Welcome to episode 22 of the Endless Stream podcast. I'm Aiden, and as usual, I'm joined by Brian and Kevin. Each week, we take some of the endless stream of content brought to you through Hulu, Disney, Netflix, Amazon Prime, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get your content. We take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. Given the nature of these conversations, they are very spoiler heavy. And this week, we're primarily talking about Marvel's new show, What If on Disney Plus. So if you haven't watched episode one of that, it's 33 minutes long. Go over to Disney Plus, give it a look, come back, join the episode. We also talk about the trailers out this week. We touch on John Bernthal's weird intensity. I watched Smigadoon, so we talk about that as well. Keegan-Michael Key and Cecily Strong. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast and head over to Instagram or Twitter and give us a follow. We are at The Endless Cast. We are running a competition over on Instagram at the moment. At 150 followers, we are giving away an illustration. When we reach 150 followers, we are going to pick one follower at random. So those are pretty good odds, so it's a good time to jump in. If there's anything you'd like to add to the discussion, you can contact us at gmail, theendlesscast at gmail.com, or comment over on Instagram itself. All of that being said, let's jump into the episode. So it was a pretty scattered week for me in terms of watching stuff and we didn't land on something substantive to like dig through what if yeah we we, we didn't pick a film that we're going to dig through particularly intently what if you know I, I, I it's my own fault for not really checking it but i guess i was just holding out hope that we would just get 10 episodes of what if to watch um or six episodes of what if to watch but they really are doing this week to week uh old old timey I don't like it uh, release thing the thing that brought everybody to streaming as much as anything was binging content just having it now there's a degree of like understanding that a streaming service spends a shit ton of money making something it must be very frustrating to see it all blown in a weekend when you want people to pay for is it, a month or but isn't it's not kind of I know it's probably isn't stupid to say but it's not like a broad as is long in that sense like kind of if you're going to kind of, if people are going to watch it, does it matter if they watch it over a six-week period, half an hour at a time, or if they watch it like in three hours? Well, if they watch it over a six-week period, they've paid for two months. Yeah, I'm, so I'm, yeah, I'm just two hundred million people paid for an extra month. Yeah, they're drip feeding content, and I'm not about it. I'm not here for it. I don't care what their plan is. They're parceling stuff out. They're spreading it thin. And we the people and won't put up for it for long. I'm not going to go really, storm Disney's yeah, I'm, fucking I'm really castle. Going to. I don't know. I just cancel my subscription. That's someone else pays for. I, that's that's a very big thing of you to do, Brian. Do you think um, somebody... Shout out to the people with a Disney Plus subscription. It's like, I, I, I thought I'm having like a heart attack, but I think it's just like a pimple that... The folds of my body just kind of touch. Stop it touching. It hurts. Well, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? I'm in pain. The last you time you brought this? up a bodily function, we made it the episode title and promoted it all week. <laughs> do you do you want us to repeat this? This isn't the same thing. It's a different thing. No, no, it's not the same. It's just a. It's just a. It's just a little old pimple. Uh, the episode title this week is Pimple, Nipple, or Heart Attack. Oh, God. Um, I was going to say, though, do you think it's just because of COVID that we're, they're, they're kind of like drip releasing this stuff because they have no other content? No, no. It, it, it is a case of like putting a uh, putting a, 
this is the way it's going to move, and I don't like it, and I'm not happy with it. But like the being able to overload you with content and feed people on, get people onto through the concept of binging, has been great for the last ten years or whatever. But if they're spending X amount of money making originals rather than licensing content like these streaming services started off doing, if if you make twelve episodes or something, you know that's three months worth of parceling it out and advertising it and bringing people in with subscriptions specifically for it. I don't think so though, because like, I don't think people will pay subscriptions. But if one, once that content is there, it sits eventually. there and you can binge it. But. Well, but that's exactly it. Once it's there, you can binge it. So that's what people But do you want. not that's think that like the, someone gets on for the binging of all of the Simpsons? You know, like a lot of the selling at Disney Plus initially was The Simpsons. Someone gets on for The Simpsons and then, oh, dude, the Marvel stuff's coming out week to week. No. I'll wait until it's there and then I'll binge it. Or... No. Okay, well, I mean, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I'm time I'm okay help. with it because. Look, look the, 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 main, the, main, the main selling point, like, is still, it's still binging. So if, the, if it's going to move towards drip feeding stuff out. You're not here for it. Yeah, well, I, I, people. I don't. Is. They've got t- they've got they've I got don't watch TV, TV channels, so I don't necessarily mm-hmm. mind. I don't watch TV channels. I don't necessarily mind uh, the 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 one episode a week format type of thing. I don't because I'm just kind of just I guess to a degree, I'm happy enough to have it. Uh, I would of course I'd like to binge it. Why wouldn't I and stuff? But um, I'm not I'm not mad about it. I guess in some regard it's kind of like I'm almost used to it. Um, I'm I'm like as in like we all grew up with it and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But um, I don't really yeah, I don't mind it. But yeah, I would like. But like you know, I I didn't watch any. I didn't watch WandaVision as it was coming out. I waited till it was all out. You know, thankfully it wasn't spoiled on me or anything, and binged it. But thankfully it wasn't spoiled on me or anything, and I really enjoyed watching it in one session. And to be honest, I think I enjoyed it kind of more because I was able to do that. And I think if I was able to do that with Loki and Falcon Winter Soldier, I might have enjoyed them more as well. Particularly what if maybe that would be a better experience. My point is though. Um, it's hard to do that because of spoilers as well. So people are kind of being forced to watch it in a drippy once a week scenario uh, because of spoilers. They're not necessarily a case of I'm. But like that, that that's the thing as well, like especially with the type of content that is driving it at the moment. It's it's this MCU stuff where people are very spoiler conscious and you've got you've got a gap between the East and West Coast. So people are having to watch it at three in the morning just so it doesn't get spoiled for them because they're not releasing it all at once like that that's the entire u.s is like i gotta fucking i gotta stay up till 3 a.m well at one coast of the u.s staying up late to watch something because it's coming out once a week i I have said on here like before that like a guilty pleasure that i've picked up over the 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 pandemic is watching a reaction video just there is something to me to the catharsis of or the the empathetic reaction of watching someone experience a a movie or a show you love you know like that's why you show somebody something and you sit next to them and you 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 laugh as they laugh and you go yes you enjoy the thing too um and to see that sort of condensed into a 15 minute video is you know fine It, it it i enjoy it but that's so funny i just i just everyone does what reaction videos? Yeah. Oh, I never watched them. You don't watch them yet, but everybody likes them. Yeah. If you were to watch I, one, you'd you'd be no, because like, ah, you sent you sent me one of those of those people watching the MCU movies. 
didn't care for it. Well, look, the the point I'm the point I'm getting to there though is I'm allowed to be different. They've really taken off in the last year. I know. In a huge, huge way, and what's funny now is like the the hundreds of thousands or millions of views that some of these people are getting and the income that it's generating for them i'm sure is meaning that new episode of what if dropped on wednesday 10 o'clock in the morning i have somebody in california has their first reaction video of the first episode of what if up on my screen and i'm like how like it's the middle of the night over there you know that doesn't make like you, you, you watched it, recorded it, edited a video, and got that up in such a space of time, so that you could get ahead of everyone else's bloody reaction video. And there's one or two people that I've spotted who are just like, "Fuck it, let's put the big reveal of the episode as the thumbnail." And I'm like, "Motherfucker!" And I'm not talking about um, uh, what if here. This this person I'm thinking of in particular had the 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 cameo from the finale of the Mandalorian as a thumbnail on. 11 o'clock in the morning when that episode came out I'm like motherfucker yeah it's shitty yeah your arms are looking pretty pretty buff there Aiden good job my back is really sore so I've adopted an odd position yeah. you look good Brian you also look good I like this double both handsome men <laughs> it's, a, it's a compliment coming from a beautiful man like yourself thank you I know. I saw a little article about a, a a Serbian cave hermit that came into town for the first time in the year and got himself his COVID vaccine. The the we we're all a bit cave cave hermity. That's basically what I'm saying. We're, we're sitting in our caves, telling each other we're beautiful. <laughs> That's okay. He didn't even know that the pandemic was going on. And then the rare occasion that he comes to town, he just got his vaccine. Mm-hmm. Fair play to him. I, I, I don't know if that's true. You, like, it's a fun story, but like the quote is like, pandemic can get to my cave. May as well get the vaccine. But he's not wrong, though. Yeah. I got my second shot on. Oh, hands there. Hands there. It's good. It was fine. A- yeah. Any negative reactions? No. no. Okay. Um, no. I, think, I think my arm was just a little bit more tender second time around. Where I got the old, but it was fine. Good stuff. I was literally didn't stop. I just walked in and out. It was mad. So no reaction videos. You don't want to do your own reaction videos? No, but hold on. I'm not doing that. Why That's, not? What? Why not? The editing alone, Kevin. The editing alone. <laughs> why, why would you have to edit it? Just like, why would you have to edit uh, it? If you were to put it on YouTube, you can only use about 10 minutes of anything's footage. So you can't react to like a film. Everybody's got to cut that shit down. Um, and I'm not cutting three-hour videos of me. Also, there is an element as well of, I've seen a lot of shit, dude. Like, the stuff that's getting views that is making this worthwhile is, like, the person that's never seen the Marvel Universe stuff. And, you know, like, seeing somebody get to Endgame. Brian sent me one, it was just a person crying in a blanket at the end of Endgame, you know? And it was great. Did everything for me. I saw that. I didn't like it. Why don't you watch like something like uh, Twilight Zone? <laughs> Twilight, Twilight stuff. Twilight or Twilight Zone? What did you say? What are Not you? Twilight Zone. I like Twilight Zone. No, Twilight. You could watch the Twilight Saga. I've seen You've Twilight. You've never seen them, have you? Yeah. Oh, God. When I say I've seen a lot of stuff, Brian, or Kevin, I've seen a lot of stuff. I've, I've also not seen a lot of stuff, but I don't think that stuff makes for great clickbait, which is what these videos are to be worth doing, you know? 
Like, if I can get a million views watching fucking Bogart movies, you know, I haven't seen a lot of that stuff. Forties film noir. I've seen a, I've seen a few of the classics. There's probably an audience for that. Acad- academic, privileged white dude. Oh, what, academic how would I say this but it's no, not academic say, it's action adventure like these these no, things you're are good. academic <laughs> you're academic academic white nerd watches Kardashians season 1 to 45 I, I don't know why would you do that to me I don't want this to be a punishment cultured cultured nerd watches yeah but the the people watching it want to see your pain yeah I tune in to see that there's an audience for your pain your yes. torment <laughs> Yes, that's why we're here. Yes, more, more tears. The exquisite pain, so as to be indistinguishable from pleasure. Brian's dark. Uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I watched the trailer and I sent it to you guys as well for Night of the Animated Dead. I think animated's a kind way to describe what that was. I don't know whose idea this was. I would imagine maybe fucking George Romero's. Um, it looks like a straight, like, shot-for-shot remake of the original Night of the Living Dead, right? Have you seen the I original mean, Night of the Living why? Dead? Yeah, of course. But, like, why would you have to... Like, if you're just going to do an animated version of it, fair. There you go. Job done. It's all there for you. Why rethink it? Are you defending it? No, no. I, I'm just saying that it's it's awful. They should absolutely just done their own thing with it, but they didn't. They were lazy. I don't know if they're lazy. I don't know, but it, it doesn't look great, does it? It doesn't. What it feels like is somebody trying to do what Warner does in these sort of direct-to-DVD um, superhero stuff. Um, but it... Like, I'm, I'm trying to be kind about this because I think if I sat down on my own to animate The Night of the Living Dead, this is what it would look like. And I'm reasonably good at... I am reasonably... How do I pat my own back without sounding like an asshole? I'm, 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 I'm reasonably good. I'm reasonably efficient. And this is what it would look like. And that would be a good result for me in my bedroom creating something. But if you're going to release a feature film that is supposed to be of quality and atmosphere and whatever the hell it, this ain't it boys this ain't it it uh the the setups are a bit the setups are all flat the there's no sort of rendering or atmosphere to it um sort of flat colors um stuff that is just looks like straight trace from shots in the movie so they look rotoscoped they look odd um no bueno no bueno. It looks awful. I don't want to. I say I feel bad saying that because people put work into it. As he, as as we've always kind of when we criticize stuff, it's like oh god. But it's just like I think this is probably a thing where loads of people got on board thinking this is going to be really fun. I can't believe we're I, you know we're going to be able to do it uh, an animated version of the of this movie, and uh, it just wasn't what they probably had had signed up for. I yeah. I mean, Delay Hill, Katie Sackoff. Josh, Josh Duhamel, Will Sasso. There's a bunch of people doing voices, but I think that feels like a sort of you, you know, if you book them, they will come type of thing. Do you remember the like VHS or like DVD animated shit you'd find in like Tesco or st- like not like the 
the royal dude of Egypt. From like the like, 60s. Like, not even even from the 90s. It just feels like it feels like those DVD knockoffs that you'd get of the... Yes. You yeah. know, granny foolers is what I used to call them. Because, you know, the kind of thing where your granny goes and buys you a, like the new Disney movie but comes back with, you know, an Egyptian yes. prince. That's- I was like, isn't that the new Disney one? I was like, no. That's a great name for them. No, that's not it. <laughs> no, Grad. Temple of the Sun. It's like, that's not Road to El Dorado. Oh, poor grannies. But I know what you're saying, yeah. Granny Fooders. It's like it's like that, That uh, I'm sure you know the name of it, that um, production company that basically was just like, you go into Chatbursters yeah, when that was a thing. And like, you'd, like the new Transformers would be out and they'd have like trans robots. Oh, it was it was Transmorphers or something. I I remember the thing. I remember specifically the knockoff. Yeah. yeah, but it was awful. They'd have alien ones. They'd have like Godzilla ones. They'd have like any big thing that came out. They that were was doing the Asylum, like, was it? Uh, asylum, yeah, 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 yeah. Which you know, which I think is great. Why not? I watched a few of them. Unfortunately, uh, I watched a lot of them. Um, you watched a lot of them. I I never watched no, a one of them. Maybe well, you watched you watched any of it. I never watched a one of them. What was the quality like? Did you get the feeling it was sincerely trying to be a good movie? Um, Were you uh, in a sober enough state of mind to recall? Yeah, yeah, but I just think like kind of like I think the actors were trying, but I think like they must have known it was going to look like shit. But I think these people are like showing up going like, it's a job. If I do good, it's on my reel. That's fine. You know what I mean? But I think uh, I think it was like a bunch of a, a lot of that, you know, but that doesn't necessarily make for a good movie. There's there's a couple of those. Like I watched the trailer this morning for a movie called Catch the Bullet. And I was like, OK, here's a West. That's Tom Skerritt. Here's a Western. Let's watch it. And it's like this again feels like the distinction between a legitimate production company and an amateur person making something or other is very slim these days. But like this, I guess is a solid production company, but it, the stuff just looks wrong. There's no art to it is, is one way of describing it. You know, like a Western, if you're a small starting up production company in the, in California, shooting a Western is an easy thing to do. You've got the landscape. Um, but it's just, I was looking at it, trying to figure out why it didn't feel like a film, you know? And like, it was sixteen nine ratio. Um, there was no grain to anything. Like it, it, it had a very like home video feel to the the the, the cinematography. Um, the music was like rock, like contemporary rock stuff, rather than being like what. What's the difference between like a, a an unforgiven that looks and feels like a western? And then this stuff that looks like TV nonsense in a field, you know? People haven't taste, or... I don't know, I think generally it actually comes down to the script, ultimately. I think you can tell any story... I think you can tell a good story on any budget. It shouldn't take away from the fact that it's a good story. You know what I mean? Yes. I know what, you, I know what you're getting at, you know? Like, if you've... But you do have to make a budget-appropriate story, you know. I'm not going to make a. Oh yes, cinematic. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like I wouldn't like. Yeah, true. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be like kind of telling like a, a space drama thing with like zero budget. Yeah, like you know, in Dublin. Yeah, I mean, like, might not work. Cube is a great example true. of that sort of like that is a kind of big 
sci-fi horror kind of thing but they had one bloody box and they just changed the color of the lights and did everything it needed to do to make you feel like there was that it went on forever but i remember watching that on a on a monday night when i was a kid and maybe rd2 or something Mm. it was it was i actually thought it was great when i first saw it it was it was well done you know i think never liked hellraiser i yeah no i i liked the like the imagery like it did a good job with you know the chenobites how do you call them chenobites Uh, how do you call them yeah chenobites xenobites xenobites it's a c xenobites Xenobites? Xenobites. Is it? Is there an H after that C, or is it just straight into the E? Nope. Ah, well, there you go. C-E. We a Hellblazer. Uh, Rick and Morty did a, a, a rip-off them recently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Aiden. That's why I don't watch reaction videos. Could you imagine having to watch that? That'd be, that would break my heart. Oh, well, buddy, it's all right. Oh. Just... It just wasn't funny. It, it just felt like, what's a thing from pop culture that we haven't hit yet? And they just grabbed Cenobites, you know? Um, yeah. Hell or is it? Yeah, I just never liked it. But then when I was a kid, I'd watch all the horror in the world and all that kind of stuff. And I loved horror. But I was I was afraid of, like, occulty things and devil things. Like, I'd watch zombie movies, alien movies, monster movies, everything. But if you brought, like, an upside-down cross and... Well, you uh, lived out in Wicker Man, Straw Dogs territory, though, you know? Like... Yeah. Yeah, it did scare me. Yeah, you're not even offended by that statement. It's true. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it really did scare me. It took me, like, even... took me a while to get over and just like, oh, look, it's just a movie, whatever, you know? You ever uh, ever been... Because also... I know, like, I went to a a friend's wedding and the, the Straw Boys thing happened do you ever see that where like a half dozen people just show up wearing like wicker hats and, and bags like straight out of wicker man stuff and no, they dance no. with the bride and if and i did dance with... if, if i did see it i wouldn't talk about it are we not supposed to talk about it i'm, I'm a city boy yeah. i don't know the rules do they come and get no, me I'm now supposed to talk about it <laughs> yes um i was gonna say though um... brian's smiling but he hasn't just like chimed in as to whether or not he's ever heard it he's ever been there he's just keeping stum. I haven't seen that at a wedding. No. I went to the bathroom and came back and there were 10 fucking weirdos in the room all of a sudden. And it was like yeah, uh, okay. It's just me. Are you aware of it? Yeah. Okay. All right. I've seen pictures. Like, yeah. Okay. He's heard tales. I think they're coming to get him. He keeps checking the door. <laughs> this is like a now a low budget high concept uh, slasher film where somebody gets killed over a Skype call. There's a, that's already happened. I know what it yeah. I think it was Cal Penn in it. Yeah, Harold and Kumar guy. Yeah, that's him. He's great. He's pretty good. Um. Also, killed himself on house. Side note. Spoilers for house. Oh, but I'm not gonna watch house now. Thanks. It was a spoiler. It was uh was something that really shook house to his core because with all his diagnostic skill, he didn't notice what his coworker was going through. He wasn't able to save yeah. him. He didn't see through the cracks of the smile. That's awful sad. Speaking of sad things, poor Una Stubbs passed away. Una Stubbs, guys. Fucking hell, you're brutal. 
She's in Goldeneye. She's quite a famous British actress. Are you fucking with me? What what else is she in? Well, rest in peace. She's a great person. I don't know if you're messing with me or not. What else is she in? Goldeneye and... Who's she in Goldeneye? Uh, she was in Wurzel, Wurzel Gummidge. Wurzel Gummidge. Okay. Was she Miss Sally? Um... I don't know who she was in Mersel Gomez. She was in. She was in um, Midsummer Murders. She was in Benador. She was in Doctor Who: The Eight Doctor Adventures. Uh, that sounds like the radio play stuff to me. She was in The Worst Witch. Ah, oh, yes, that's what I know her from. She was in The Worst Witch. Heartbeat. Heartbeat. Why does my baby... I feel like, given the extent of our pop cultural and celebrity knowledge, that the silence from Brian and I is slightly disrespectful, if amusing, but watching you then list a bunch of mid-to-low-tier obscure British shit that we can (laughs) honestly perpetuate this bit with by just staying silent and going... Don't, even the Doctor Who thing you you gave us there is radio play, like because that was the John Hurt stuff. Okay, okay. So I okay, hang on, hang on. What's two thousand and seven? Yeah, but it's 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 the eighth Doctor, and that's John Hurt, or the they didn't shoot that; they just recorded that and released it on CDs. I think she was in till death to his part. I don't even know what that is. Fifty two episodes. She was in one episode of Fault Towers. She was in 20 episodes of Wurzel Gummidge, and she was Aunt Sally. She was in, uh, yeah, like I said, she was in The Worst Witch, keeping up appearances, but she was in The Worst Witch, which we'd all definitely know her from. Nope. Uh, You would, yeah. And then I've never seen that in my life. Yeah, you have, yeah. And then she was in apparently six episodes of EastEnders, but she was... um... Right, soften this, because... While it is while it is amusing, I do feel it's disrespectful. It's not disrespectful. We don't know who she is. I do know that Una Stubbs has had a long and storied career in British television, film, and media. Brian and I just haven't seen it. Um, she was very no, she was very good in. She, I remember, I do remember from the I, I, when I watched Sherlock, I obviously recognized something which must have been the worst witch. But she was in Sherlock, and she was very good. And it's sad that she passed away. Yes, it is. Even though I hated the worst witch. So, I don't know. I hated it. Sometimes I watch shows because they're the only thing on TV. It was like, there was that one, oh God, it was like about a sultan. And he was like a horrible sultan. Is no good? Is no good. Oh, for fuck's sake. That guy. I hated that cartoon. Captain Caveman, not into it either. That's very racist. Why? I do think you're not going to see that show on television. No, the name, the, the title of the show. <laughs> N- not what you said, just the, the oh. show title. His name was Is No Good. Hey, many of the characters in the show were very good. Just this particular person in this town was a bit of a criminal. I hated it. Anyways, there was also a show that I watched out or resented. don't know why. So there was a new trailer like for season any... three of What We Do in the Shadows. This looks like fun again. I love Matt Berry and uh, Tash Dimitrio is very, very funny. Um, I like her silly voices. Guillermo's good. I think right. Uh, I think um, it's not Rachel Dratch. Who is the woman from Last Man on Earth? 
and Shaw. Shaw. Kristen Shaw. Yeah. Ah, is she in is she in season three? She's in season three looking at the looking at the trailer. Um I can't wait for this. I really enjoyed season two. Um Where do you watch that? It is an FX show uh, that is available on Hulu and I watch it on my television. Also this week there was a trailer for the impeachment. I'm sorry for asking you that personal question. <laughs> I shouldn't have asked that question. It's very personal. I I honestly don't know where that show is broadcast in the UK and Ireland. Who who pays for your Hulu account? <laughs> God, it's going to be a lot of cutting. <laughs> all this. Go on. Next question. <laughs> it's trailer Let's for Impeachment, uh, which oh, no, is a follow-up to the O.J. Simpson thing and the Versace thing. Did you watch either of those? The American Crime Story with I heard, Cuba Gooding Jr.? I heard Jr. the O.J. Simpson one. I heard the O.J. Simpson one was good. I've not watched it. I think David Schwimmer is in that one as well. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the Versace one. I didn't hear anything about that. But I saw that the, a few of the images from the Monica Lewinsky one um, impeachment with obviously featuring that whole story and I don't know I, I kind of even my my impression my first impression of the OJ Simpson was it looks a little bit cheap do you remember I said to you the last week that like there was this sort of it's just time moving forward and I guess you start making period things about things that happened in history but like the mid 90s aesthetic is shit looking the clothes are too baggy the hair is too huge um it's just horrible looking <laughs> but like you know when they when they when they go to do like the early 2000s that's gonna look so bad oh god that's gonna look so bad if you look at like say like pop videos or like red carpet stuff and pop stars of red carpets and things in in the early 2000s it's it's definitely the worst we've ever looked Speak for yourself. I looked amazing. Brian met me in the early two sure. thousands. Didn't I look great? Brian, don't you Una stubs me? Oh, damn. I think that, I think I think there's someone at the door. One sec, I'll, I'll be back. Beanie Feldstein is a really good actress. Casting her as Monica Lewinsky, I think, is probably a good job. Um, I do think that the the costume department has decided that Monica Lewinsky is just thick black hair and. I don't know, a long coat. What year did all that happen in? 95, 96, somewhere around there. I re- I'd remember all that on the news, and I would have been like eight. Clive Owen is Bill Clinton. Does that look right at all? Did you <gasps> even, even notice that was him? It. It's just a shitty fake no. nose and grey hair and a lot of shooting him from the lower back. Like, it's, At least in the trailer. I... I don't know. It just it this the all of these shows look like weird pantomime to me. But maybe there's a whole generation of people that don't remember what these people look like, and it's just acting, I guess. Or there's people probably who don't care, and it's just they want to hear like, you know, maybe it could be something our our parents are interested in to a degree, you know. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes we might not be the demographic they're going for. There was a trailer for a movie called Small Engine Repair. Was that a book? So it looks like a uh, a tense psychological thriller with John Bernthal as a man who gets out of prison and reunites with his family only to find that his uh, brother or friend plans on murdering a person in his garage and wants him to help. Um, it looks great. Oh, wow. Um, very well shot. Bernthal is always intense as fuck. Uh, he, that intensity in a bad project just comes across as silly. Hopefully this is a good project. 
Is that streaming or cinema? I think that'll be a cinema thing. How are you guys finding a like? That that's a point. Like, Shang Chi is just going straight to cinemas, isn't it? I believe. I so, imagine yeah. so. Yeah. So I'm going to have to go to a cinema if we're going to talk about that. Yes, maybe. That's like a month away. What's Bernthal's deal anyway? What do we know about him? He did ballet in Russia. Yeah, he trained um, in Russia as an actor. Whatever course he got onto in the States had like an exchange thing and he went to Russia and he puts a lot of stock in that like. He's really been typecast as a fuming, angry person. Mm. But from what I've seen then in public, he seems to be leaning into it and it's just kind of boring to me. In what sense do you mean he's leaning into it? Just... I, I can't even remember what it was. It was something recently. I didn't watch it because I was just kind of fed up of his, his shtick, even though I like him and stuff. But yeah. the whoever was talking to him was just, you know, kind of bigging him up as a real-life tough guy. And I was just like, ugh, who fucking cares? But also, like, how can you be a real-life tough guy when you're, like, you know, sitting in your room, learning your lines? And that's like, exactly you know, it's it. Like, it's, 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 it's this not, idea not, of, I, being, of being, yeah. like, macho. And it's like, you're a fucking actor, like. Get over yourself. Like, what's his... Especially given that he's being typecast as the really, really, really angry dude. You know? And like like you said, you know, in, in lore kind of fair, it just comes across as cheap if it's not in the right project. And like I said, I've liked him and stuff, but I was just kind of surprised that the two biggest things I've seen him do recently was some appearance at... might have been E3 for... Ubisoft because he was in one of their games and they used his likeness as one of the characters but he walked out on stage in like a pair of tan military boots because they're using his likeness to play this kind of soldier of fortune in I think it was um, Ghost Recon or something right. like that okay. mm-hmm. and he's wearing he's wearing these kind of like military boots it's like was he in the military like what's okay and then and then and then the next the next thing I saw him do was just somebody was talking to him about kind of you know being an actual tough guy and I was like Ugh, who cares like it's fucking lame yeah it's lame it's like when some of the gangster rapper people kind of like you know it's just like you're you're sitting there writing songs or at the very least probably someone's writing songs for you but it's just like you know like it's like we have dropped the tough man act like just just do your thing embrace it but like with john bertel or whatever uh, i'd be really disappointed if he's like kind of carrying on like that because it's just like i liked him in things i actually seen him in stuff interviews and stuff years ago where i kind of thought he was just a nice guy you know so if he's leading no, into but, it, but, as you that's said, a, it it's just that's just the impression i got it's just the impression i got from like i can't even remember what it was something popped up and i was just kind of they, they, they were they were really associating him with like punisher and those type of roles and i was just like not interested yeah I I do like him as an actor. I so what I was trying to say is like he did a he, I think he did like a significant interview like what he did a Marin or a Rogan or something where he talked about you know what his life was before he went to college and you know he does tell stories of being a stupid young dude that got into a lot of fucking fights and redirected that energy into um you know acting and stuff. So I don't doubt that the guy could probably get into a fight if he fucking wanted to. And would probably handle himself. But I don't think it needs to be the personality that he puts forward through his entire career going forward. But he's now an adult. He's now an adult, though. That's not a child. Yeah, I think there's an element of once you're playing the Punisher, the media is going to try and, especially as you get into video game stuff, the sort of military fucking fantasy that Americans have about 
their fucking army and playing their video games is frustrating to watch. Didn't happen to Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane was the Punisher. Thomas Jane went to gun shows for three fucking years after playing the Punisher because he thought he'd play it again. He went weirdo method on the Punisher just as much as anyone else. Like... Putin and I respect him for it. Tom Jane became a punchline based on how much he wanted to play the Punisher again. Whose punchline? The, not mine. Not you yours. Listen, Thomas. Don't listen. Not yours, but... I guarantee he's going to like this fucking video and then you're going to be like, oh, was I talking shit about Thomas Jane? I, I like Tom Jane and I like the dedication, but... Tom Jane. Tom, I'm on a, I'm on an abbreviated name basis with him. Very well, very well. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Berntal's kind of being marketed as this tough guy shtick. Um, the Those Who Wish Me Dead thing with Angelina Jolie, he was a cop in that, but even then I think he was a survivalist, so there was a bit of that shit in there as well. I'm trying to think of movies where it wasn't there. He's in Night of the Museum as Al Capone, but even then he's playing like tough guy gangster. Um He's in Ford v. Ferrari as uh, a gun. Oh, I forget. <laughs> he plays a he V8. Plays a gun. Um, <laughs> um, He's a tough guy in Sicario until Del Toro sticks his finger in his ear. Completely subverting his tough guy image. Just... Which I thought was great. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah. I, I, think, I think he's got more range than we're seeing. I'm trying. He I'm does. trying to run yeah. back through the catalog in my head of things where we saw a bit more of that. Like I think we've definitely seen him as a sort of nice guy a few times. That's small engine repair. I think it looks good. I am getting it confused with the like. Is there a book called the the, the Zen or the Tao of um, small engine repair? That doesn't sound like a book about murder though. No, it doesn't. And that's why when I saw the trailer for the movie, that sounds like a self help book. Um. I thought it was a, like, you know, that sort of finding Zen or meditative behaviors in everyday task, you know, mindfulness. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at this. Is it Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance? OK, that's where I'm getting mixed up. Brian, you watched okay. Evangelion, the new Evan- Evangelion, Evangelion, Evan- I tried Evangelion. To. I was I was so lost. So what is it like? The, we, we talked I, about this a little I, bit. There's a series, two movies. I kind of don't know I, I think I think it's a remake I think they I think it's the fourth installment of a remake or a retelling of the original story Um, and this this is part four when I hit like I saw it on Amazon as well and I hit play and it said Evangelion 3.00 plus 1.01 or something like that. And yeah, it's like, the fucking naming convention with this thing too. Like, it's not helpful. It's it's a mess. Um, the, the plus made me yeah. think it was like using elements of the previous iterations woven into whatever the new thing is. No. No? Okay. Because <laughs> the, the first thing I saw was like a clip from the TV series in 4.3. It opened with yeah, you know? it. Yeah, it's just sort of like I said, it, it's a kind of a retelling of that story with some new characters. I was lost. I, you know, it it kind of reminded me of everything I don't like about Evangelion is that it's it's very obtuse. It's very heavy in a lot of kind of jargon and things like that. Um, kind of, it's almost like it confuses jargon for storytelling sometimes. And it was kind of a bit tedious. 
I'll probably try it again, but um, yeah, it's two and a half hours long. Looks really nice, but I was lost. <laughs> it's 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 obtuse. It's well, not for you on first glance. Well, like, not not the thing for you. You didn't get through it. Is basically. I I think Evangelion is kind of overrated anyway. I get why people like it, but I remember watching it when it came out, and I'd heard about it. I'd been reading about it in magazines for quite a bit. And they were talking about like that it, it was the biggest thing in anime in the longest time. It was huge in Japan, and I loved the designs. Great looking machines. The, the the suits and the machinery like just looked so good. And then when I finally saw it, I was like, "What? What's this? I I I don't know about this." Um, I get it. I get the kind of the, there's a real kind of hopelessness and dread to it and it's it, the the end of it is kind of fantastically apocalyptic there's a lot in there to like but i think it's i think it's pretty heavy-handed as well um if, as far as i remember anno wrote about it when he was going through kind of therapy basically in psychoanalysis and he, he put a lot of those themes in there but it's a bit heavy-handed and on the nose i think but there is a lot that I do like, like I said, the the designs and and everything, and the, there's the story moments in it that are worth it if you can kind of get to it. But watching this reminded me of all the stuff I don't like about the original version, which is just that kind of what the fuck is going on, but not in a not in a David Lynch way, just in a this is too many, there's too much terminology, and I feel like I need a glossary to kind of know what the fuck is happening here. I'll try it out again because it, it does look good. I couldn't figure out if it was... I, th- I think some of the actual... I, I know the, the mechanical stuff was 3D, but some of the character stuff looked 3D in places as well. Oh, weird. It, it looked odd. Yeah, but I, I I don't know if that's just because it was so crisp or if in places it was 3D. I couldn't tell. So speaking of, they released a longer trailer for the... Witcher spin-off animated by Studio Mir and only in watching the longer trailer did I realize that that's 3D as 2D and it's disappointing because Studio Mir stuff is so nice. It's 3D, yeah. I don't like it. Because they, they did the Dawn of the Agents thing or whatever that thing based on the video game is. That looks really nice. Um, that's Studio Mir as well and it's beautiful. And I just assumed that this would be in the same style, but it's it's 3D, and I don't like it. What? The newest Witcher trailer. Make sure it's the newer one. What do you mean 3? It's 3D. It's that 3D animation, like cell shading, kind of passing as 2D. Hold on. Hold 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 the phone. I'm put I'm, I'm putting it in the chat. This? Which there's a lot of anime doing lately, and I don't know if we've talked about that, but like a lot of anime is being made that style lately and i don't like it it's getting better but i don't like it. that's cg I, I i i will cut out the silence i'm just looking at it because like i'm looking at like i always expect like environmental elements to be that but i'm looking at it trying to figure out i'm trying to like the dragon thing yeah absolutely that makes sense you can see it in the rotation but are they just god almighty okay if this is hmm. some of it looks more 3d than other parts of it are you sure like is it like 2d rigs like a toon boom kind of thing like two and a half d i i didn't see this in the first 
cheesy they released. But then in the newer one, I could see it. I'm going to want to see a making of. I think it looks cool. Anyways. I'm not really sure now. There's definitely shots no, in there's, it that... Well, there's that, one or two shots, like, but I... Very like, kind of telltale, but this is looking less so. See, the 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 tricky yeah, thing... Because they, they mixed it for the last thing they did for like... Um, for like battle scenes where they had loads of characters um so they have been using it but maybe they've mixed it here so there's definitely stuff in there that's cg elements and if you're using harmony or after effects rigs these days um rather than being straight hand drawn the the rotational properties of those 2d rigs these days is is kind of ludicrous uh, if you build them right and it can feel like to all intents and purposes the, the optical illusion is the same thing you know but it, it there's something yeah no, looking at it now it looks it looks kind of more hand drawn i'm not sure which shots i was thinking it of. sorry it, it feels a bit powerhousey mm. rather than studio mary yeah, yeah. if that makes any sense and maybe it's the the way they're doing the the after effects compositing you know there's a lot of glow glows and stuff on it and shadows and i think that's bringing it to a sort of um, mm-hmm. Castlevania vibe but without being as precise as Castlevania like Castlevania has a very sharp angular layeredy thing so this thing looks a little looks a little simpler in comparison yeah yeah I'm just trying to figure out which shots were uh... anyway Evangelion looks really nice it's very slick um... <laughs> I watched about 30 seconds of Evangelion and I went do you know what I don't care <laughs> and I switched over to uh, Apple TV's Schmigadoon and I watched two episodes of that and that is a uh, musical series from Barry Sonnenfeld with Cecily Strong and uh, Keegan-Michael Key Fred Armisen Kristen Chenoweth Alan Cumming uh, Jane Krakowski and my favourite part of the first episode was uh the element that explained to them the magical situation they were in was they tried to cross the bridge back to the real world and a leprechaun version of Martin Short appeared and sang a riddle at them and then disappeared. Um, so if you want to see Martin Short as a leprechaun telling them how they can't leave a small musical village until they find true love, I recommend Schmigadoon. Schmigadoon sounds like a word that Black would say. It does, doesn't you it? You said that already. Did I? I believe you did, yeah. Who it's, I did? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. When? When it, when Aiden discussed the trailer a week or two ago, I think he said the same thing then. I have no recollection of that. God, <laughs> my brain is just so. I could be wrong, dumb. but I feel like I feel like you've said it before. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think I said last time as well. Um, there's there's so much to like in that trailer, and there's so much if you like musicals for them to parody and for you to enjoy as a musical fan. I do think naming it Schmigadoon is a bit What's that reference to? crap. There is a musical from the 60s, I think, called Brigadoon. And maybe nobody gives a shit, and they're just happy enough with the weirdo town name. But, like, I do think it's just a little... I don't know, it just is a little on the nose to just name the thing Schmigadoon. It just feels like the... Does Keegan-Michael Key say it, at least? He says it a bunch, yeah. That's good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I can already tell I'd like to hear him say that word. Gives him lots of options. Just to, before you get into your next subject, Aiden. Uh, yes, that is Evan's art. Ah. I bought some after you Very posted good. about it on the podcast. Oh, nice. Yes. Um, 
Oh yeah, well I, I used I, I to be I just I used to follow him. Stop following. Don't know why. Scruff lived with him for a while. Oh did you Brian? Mm-hmm. Yep. In second year. Ah. There was a McNamara before me. <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> what happened? This is a precursor to another McNamara, that's all. This is oh. working up to McNamara Prime. Yeah, Brian Brian knows how. Found 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 six five was too much. Too much. Yeah. Too much. Too much yes. Mac. Yeah. Big yeah. Mac. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Big Mac, but for a different reason. My waist. Well, I think you're like a double cheeseburger and he's a Big Mac. Mm. Double cheeseburgers are not to be sniffed at. Not at all. Not to be sniffed I'd at. I'd much prefer a double cheeseburger. You could never really offend me if you compare me to a food, because I find most food delicious and I kind of think it's a compliment. Anyway, I think Schmigadoon as a name ain't great, but the show so far has been a lot of fun. Um, they're very naturally rolling these two people that wander into a musical world into sort of like realizing like if they kind of get involved they get their own little like musical numbers I think Cecily Strong is great and she hasn't we haven't seen her branch out of SNL as much as I would like she's very good Um, the character she played on Weekend Update the sort of like the girl you met at a party the girl you wish you hadn't started talking to I don't know if you remember that. that so good oh my god yeah. That that stuff is like Go she's learn very funny. a book. Yeah. <laughs> she's brilliant. She's very, she's very funny. Fantastic. That stuff is hard to watch because she's so good, you know? Yeah. It's so even good. Even though it's all... a very it's a very American character, but I know a version of it that I've yes. definitely yeah. come yeah. across. Oh, it. we all do. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. kind of male or female, we but we all know yeah, yeah, absolutely, people yeah. who have who are like that. Yeah. When she stops talking to him and just looks at her phone. Anyway, Israel, like the, the way she just bounces from topics and just like, <laughs> once you start talking, uh-huh, 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 into the phone is, it's great. She's great. Uh, she just did a podcast with Conan O'Brien as well. So oh, cool. if anybody wants more Cecily Strong content, there's a there's a good episode to go and listen to there. Um, and I'll have to check that out. Yeah, more Cecily, please. Alan Cumming, I haven't seen Alan Cumming in a while you know and it's so far so good on this is show. he in the good fight i haven't watched i don't know if he's in the fight. good fight i haven't watched the good fight i watched some of the good wife and he was in that but yeah. i didn't watch the good fight i think um, i watched all of the good wife and he's in that quite a bit so the the good fight and suits and a, a lot of the good wife as well are legal procedural stuff that i think i could put on and watch all of happily but i also dread starting to do that you know, it just feels like a lot to watch. I mean, yeah, but it's it's mostly good. So you know. mm. he'll always yeah. be Nightcrawler to me. He'll always be that Scottish flight attendant in that very crass British comedy that I can't remember the name of. I, I remember watching it for some reason, maybe because it was an excuse to stay up late on a school night. You remember that? That was the first thing I saw him in. Uh, I can't remember what it was called. I'm blanking on it at the moment, but it was him. I'm pretty sure it was him and some other guy. And he was kind of really leaning into his Scottish accent. And him and the other guy were very camp flight attendants, basically. And it was a very kind of crude, crass British comedy. And I don't remember I was gonna much say, about it. Were they, were they kind of horrible people? Kind of, yeah. Like I said, like I, a, I don't like a kind of much of it. A fab they, type of thing, but 
It's like at Fab is very, very enjoyable, but they're they're horrible people. Yeah, and yeah. It's that kind of vibe. I do recall that yeah. for some reason. I can't remember if if it was good or bad. Um, I, I just remember watching it, but I think that was the first thing I would have seen him in. The High Life. Even before GoldenEye, I think. Didn't GoldenEye, I think, is the first place I saw him. Yeah, he was a computer technician. I remember I remember him yep. in um the video game. Uh but he's 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 awesome in night as Nightcrawler. My god. He's great, but it wouldn't be the version of Nightcrawler in my head. You know? But it, it was it was cool to see him. The opening scene, yeah, the opening scene was cool. Um, the opening se- but you see when you say the opening sequence, that's a stuntman yeah. and some visual effects and then his sort of like like quiet nervous German shtick. Mhm. It's, it's fine. Like Alan Cumming is amazing. I don't think his Nightcrawler was amazing. I think we're just happy to have seen Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd love to see a good Nightcrawler. I'd love also to see Gambit. Gambit's like he's not so popular, is he? I don't think he is. I like. Gambit. I don't think people know. Like I don't think the broader world knows what Gambit is. Who Gambit is? You yeah, know? yeah. And it was like, like he's that. in that '90s cartoon, and he pops up for a moment in X Men Evolution, I think, or in Wolverine and the X Men, or whatever that show was. X-Men like, Evolution, which I really liked. I didn't like that, actually. Hmm. I wanted to, but I didn't. Schmigadoon is Barry Sonnenfeld very much in his uh, pushing daisies kind of energy. You know? Uh, I don't know if anybody ever watched Pushing Daisies. I loved the pilot. And then I was kind of disappointed every episode because... It was very, very kind of, you know, just kind of serialized kind of thing, procedural. Mm. Was that um, Luke, was that Lee Pierce guy? Lee Pace. Lee Pace. Yeah. What is his name? She, Lee Pace. Anna Friel. And Anna Lee Pace, Friel. Anna, Anna Friel and Chenoweth. Anna Friel is brilliant. It? Yeah. And Chenoweth. And Chenoweth. Yeah. So yeah, I I kind of heard the concept of pushing daisies, like the idea of it, hated the show. I, I didn't dislike the show, but I I liked the pilot a lot and I wanted more of that. And then each episode was just kind of very, kind of, you know, case of the week kind of stuff. Maybe should we watch it then? Which I is okay, like the but I, it's not, doesn't really hold my attention as much. So we watched What If. Yay! What if Disney Plus Marvel's contribution for august through to early september when we get shang chi is there another show coming up after this do we get the hawkeye show this year hawkeye's this year i think miss marvel is also this year i believe i think i'm gonna read the hawkeye comic book story as well because i heard it's pretty fantastic that it's ho- really you know, the good. hawkeye the Matt fraction stuff the Matt fraction yeah. one yeah it's very very good yeah i'm I, i'm i was thinking of going to town today and picking up some books so if you have any recommendations send them on to me because i'm going to i'm going on holiday for a week I'm weak, I'm if you're going, can you pick me up a copy of Batman '89 if it's there? Yeah, yeah. I've just not been to a comic shop in. Dude, you, man, yeah. you should tell me what you want because I'm always in and out. Just order online, maybe. Um, I just uh, the Batman '89 and the like Superman '78 stuff. I kind of want to look at their, want to stare at their artwork. I do. Yeah, I do. The, seven, yeah. the Superman stuff looks phenomenal. Batman stuff looks yeah. good. Danny DeVito's got a pen a, 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 a Penguin story. Did you guys see that? No. Dan DeVito apparently is going to write a Penguin story for the comic. Interesting. And I saw Frank... Interesting. If so, 
<laughs> I always say that. But uh, and I, Eva literally knows that just because Brian says it and I copy Brian. Yeah, but, um, I say it a lot. Yes, interesting if true. But uh, Frank Quitely did an I awesome... I saw that, the penguin. Yeah, Yeah, beautiful. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Why is Aiden freaking out? Because he hasn't seen it. Mad Faction, Batman 89, Superman 78, Danny DeVito writing the penguin, Frank Quitely... Drew a penguin. Interesting if true. No, he definitely drew it. I, I saw it. I have very shattered, segmented thoughts, and my brain forces them together, and life is torturous. Contentment check. Great. I'm actually flying it. I've had a great week. Nice. Uh, Disney Plus's first episode of What If was up on Wednesday. Uh, we all watched it. Captain Carter. What did you think, Brian? No, no, don't let Brian go first because he's gonna sorry, he's sorry, gonna sorry. say kind of all the he's gonna make sense, right? And I'm gonna <laughs> and I'm gonna agree with him. I'm gonna agree with him. So I want to get my opinion out there first, so I don't just go back on. Oh no, actually, so people will see me go back on my word and be like, yeah, no, yeah, Brian's right, yeah, yeah, because that's what I do. That's what I've done for the last twelve years. I, I, it's an education being with you guys all the time. I learn so much and then I go out in the world and I tell people stuff like it's my opinion and I sound really smart but <laughs> I was gonna say I Kevin like, what did you think of what if I liked it I hated it I think no Brian stop reverse your position you're, immediately Brian you're gonna be, I'm you're good I'm too impressionable stop I liked it I just think like like for the first episode not much of a what if in terms of like kind of you know uh, what ifs to me were always just like what if like at may got bitten by the spider instead of peter and it's like a really bizarre weird story this wasn't the biggest kind of uh alternate reality step away from the, the, the biggest change in this is that rather than being frozen she, she gets projected. Goes through the tesseract. Like otherwise, yeah. it's the same story. It's yeah. It's it's gender swapping, Captain America. Basically, story is more or less the same. Yeah. The biggest difference is that the present or future or whatever you want to call it has uh, a female Captain Cap- America. Captain. And Captain. that's so. This was very much like a prologue for the actual what if. I feel like. Sorry. To, sorry to cut you off, but. Yeah, I basically I agree entirely with you is that it's not that much of a what if. Yeah. Until the end. Yes. Yeah, because that that potentially could this would obviously be like some sort of mini event. She's going to appear in the films. Really, one hundred percent. Hold on, let's let Kevin get his let let's let Kevin review. Kevin, you were saying it's not much of a what if. At May being bit is more of a what if. I agree. Yes. Continue. Yeah. I'm sorry. That kind of stuff. You're fine. And I thought, to be honest. I kind of felt like the inclusion, like, I think it would have been even better if uh, Hydra Stomper wasn't in it because, like, kind of, like, the character wasn't that present in Steve's storyline in that sense. So why include Steve, make it more about character? Um, I liked the animation. I thought the animation looked phenomenal in parts, but I kind of think I would have preferred it if it was more classical as opposed to digital. Um, but that's not necessarily criticism. I, I I just think I actually did think some of it looked great. But yeah, just just like not different enough. It was literally like 
getting the guys in the train, doing this. Like it was step for step, just different. It's really different like a prologue for the rest of the series, I think. Sorry, by the way, I liked it. I, I was joking when I said I disliked it because okay, I was, great. I was, I was, I was, really I was nice setting question. Kev up to just reverse his position immediately. <laughs> <laughs> did I do it, Brian? Give no, me, you didn't. Give us, give us okay, your thoughts. I didn't take the, you didn't give take us your the thoughts. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Good. I'm learning, Brian. Give us, give us your thoughts on. So I, I guess my kind of biggest. Um, First of all, you liked it. I liked it, and my biggest reservation about it before watching it was that, like I mentioned earlier, I'm not a fan of the. 3d as 2d kind of style but what i liked about this is that it's not really trying to pass as 2d it's 3d trying to resemble two-dimensional stuff it's not it's not trying to pass as purely two-dimensional so i liked that i thought it was um, pretty you know it, it, it looks good and it it's it's essentially it's not hiding the fact that it's 3d like I said, there's, mm. there's a lot of anime I watched recently and a lot of it seems to be funded by Netflix as well because they're pumping money into anime and it's obviously more efficient to do the 3D models rather than like yeah. drawing stuff all the time. And then they try to pass it off as hand-drawn and i just not a fan of it. Sorry, like a half-assed explanation of what's happening with the, the 2D modeling end of things as well is Brian might remember the concept of a shape tween in flash that you have an object with x amount of points or vertices that can be instructed to move to a next position and point a to point a point b to point b point c to point c and you get transforming shapes in flash toon boom and harmony have a very effective shape deformer that will allow you to get an object because Flash's one was a disaster a lot of the time like no animator i used used them for anything remotely complex They'd fail on you. Like it got better with later iterations, but like early on, you'd just get this fucking chaos happening. Um, Harmonies is really good, so you can get a head to move through a rotation using one vector object fairly handily. And like it is a it is a more complex procedure than that, but um, it does mean that you're getting two D objects that can rotate. But that's not what they're doing in the stuff I'm talking about. I'm, actual... I'm, I'm sure that's not, but I'm, yeah. I'm just, I guess what I'm doing is allowing for, I've seen some of the Warner Batman stuff, Superman stuff, move to that. I don't like it. I think it looks too stiff. I think the, 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 the life that's in a sequence of drawing is different than a static object. Exactly. Yeah. Changing. And that's the thing. Um, if, if, you're go- if you're going to have an object, like you said, changing or something, then just let it be that, you know? Um, so yeah, but like, but my kind of reservation before watching this, when I was looking at the trailers, was not a fan of this kind of three D as two D thing. But this felt more like three D as three D, but just kind of stylized to have a bit of a a more illustrative quality to it. And I think it generally looked pretty good. I, I thought it looked nice it. in parts. Um, yeah. yeah, it was. It's a bit. It's a big cutscene kind of video gamey in places but mm. still not bad i liked it so basically so my, my kind of biggest reservation was kind of dismissed early on because i thought it looked pretty nice overall the like it, it's essentially a retelling of the first avenger so it's yeah it's not a huge departure in terms of what if that's, that's the thing i'm thinking about it now is that i was under the impression when i first heard about it that it was going to be an animated 
it, it was going to do what the what if comics did basically but in animated form hmm in that it's going which to, is very much a, a sort of twilight zone yeah kind but of I, th- concept. I think what it actually is and that's the vibe i got off the opening with Iwatu. yeah but i think what it actually is more it's more of a, a setup for the the broader multiverse basically so i i kind of thought it was going to be like an anthology kind of like the twilight zone and kind of like the comics would suggest in terms of a what if instead of this it was that but I think what it's actually doing is it's setting up the multiverse of madness. I think it's very much the, the comics were non-canon. They were like alternative versions of what if this thing happened? What if Rick James was the Hulk instead? That's a real mm. comic book. Um, but Rick ins- James. Yeah. But instead of it being an not, opportunity. Not Rick Jones. Rick James. Super, super freak. Yeah. Super free. It's, it's an actual issue at all. I don't know if it was, I don't think so it was what it, if, but there's, anyway. So the, the 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 young teenager that Bruce Banner saved from the nuclear blast was Rick Jones. So I'm sure it's somewhere along the lines they did a what if Rick Jones were the Hulk. Is that the extension of the joke? Somebody went, what if Rick James were the Hulk? I have they made that comic. I haven't read it. I've just seen the cover where Rick James with his braids turns into the Hulk. But anyway, my my point being is that the comic was an opportunity to tell non-canon stories. Have fun with premises, yeah. Yeah, but I think what this actually is is that these stories are canon in a sense because there's now a multiverse. So they're setting up they're setting up threads for multiverse of madness. We're definitely we're we're definitely going to see Captain Carter in in the film. Oh, Haley Atwell that's pretty exciting. Why bring her to the present if you're not going to re... She's going to appear again in, in the series, obviously, because, you know, it ended on kind of a cliffhanger. But I think we're definitely going to see her in the live action. Okay. I, I think that's a great idea. I'm curious myself. I'm curious myself to see how these things do start to tie together. But... I can absolutely, I can go over to a shelf here and pick up a what if. And like they do end on little notes that just leave you going, yep. And then, you know, like the Twilight Zone thing, in the, you know, like, and then, then yeah, he broke but, his glasses and couldn't read and we'll leave him there and move but on. Like that's, let the story play out the rest of it. That's They not, could leave Captain Carter there and never come back to her. That's not what the MCU does though. And that's not what the audience, that, that like, that's not what the audience is built on. The audience is built on this connective tissue and I think the majority of audiences would be disappointed if that's where this went if we just left her there and that was it but why do we think and and like maybe you're correct and maybe we're going to see her or any of the others why do you think her more so than well I'm going to answer my own question here as I say it sometimes the question has the answer Chadwick Bosman Sometimes the question dead. has the answer. I was going to, basically, I was going to say, why are we going to see him? Why are we more likely to see Captain Carter than we are to see Star Lord Chadwick? And then I went, because Chadwick's dead. But is there any other. That's sad. Is there any other person we've seen in this what if trailer that we can identify as a potential standout so I can make my point better? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are we fixating on Captain Carter as something that we're going to see again as opposed to. Any rest whatever of version of 
Thor or I was an just, alternate universe I was just Black Widow. Say, I, I, sorry, I was just going to say, uh, like, I don't know if uh, the reality of it actually coming into the live action MCU stuff, but I assume there's going to be some sort of event, like kind of small event at the end of What If, where these characters are all going to come together. Yeah, we'll see Doctor Strange or something. Mr. Doctor. Doctor Strange is going to be in episode four, and apparently it's all going to kick off after that as well. Do you, do you think all of the... So do you think all of these what-ifs are going to end up tying together in a very connected way throughout the series? I thought they were all going to be very much standalone. I think they're going to tie together. Yeah. I think mm. they are. I don't know how I feel about that. I kind of liked the idea of this sort of little quiet, off-on-its-own anthology. I know uh, what you're yeah, saying, I, that it's not what I, people expect ass- from Marvel at the same time. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I, that's not what people expect. And the thing is, I still thought they were going to do it. But then in the way they told this first episode and the fact that it was the first episode is indicating to me that it's not that anthology thing in its own little corner that I thought it was going to be. The fact that they've... The fact that the first episode is a retelling of a very, very familiar story doesn't depart in major ways other than to bring her to the the present um and the way they told that so not just what happened but the way they told what happened it just indicated to me i mean i i, I could be completely wrong but i think it's i think these episodes are going to be more connected than i first thought because i assumed like i said that it was just going to be this non-canon cartoon version of what the comics were but i don't think that's what it is i think it's very much phase four precursor to multiverse of madness i guess i have some questions about as well like i'm thinking about like where why certain voice actors are back and why certain ones aren't Mm -hmm. like why is that dominic cooper and Haley atwell but that's Ross Marquand and not Hugo Weaving. And I know Marquand did. Yeah. Well, Endgame, I, I think you, I, like, Weaving. I what happened there. I think Weaving just didn't want to come back. Um, but why? Why not Evans? Yeah, that's a bit odd as well. Why? Why Sebastian Stan and not Evans? It is that Stan. It is Stan. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, Evans probably Evans's Marvel contracts are probably presumably pretty much like any time you're playing Cap, yeah. I'll get any time. Like he probably gets a fucking twenty five percent of the value of whatever thing his voice is in. You know what I mean? Whatever his Cap appears. But but the same way it was time Toby we Jones saw as well. Batista giving out about that was Toby Jones. As far as I know, yeah, I believe it was, yeah. So it's strange who, and like you said, uh, Batista wasn't asked. Is that because the part was smaller? I mean, we haven't seen it yet, so maybe. I don't but know. you think Chris Evans is just done with the MCU? I don't think so, no. I think he'll be back at some point, but it'll be. If we get an alternate, like we got a, because of timeline jiggery pokery, we got Gamora back. I don't see why, because of alternate dimension jiggery pokery, we wouldn't get Natasha back, except that she's suing Disney. <laughs> I do think that. Um, Oh, I said I. I heard it's all business, though. Like she, she could very easily come back for enough money. They're like, yeah. I also heard that somebody was saying that that was a mad publicity stunt. I can't remember. There was some article saying like why you shouldn't believe 
like blah blah blah, blah. and then they went on about uh, how that was some publicity stunt. I don't understand why. It's also like I mean, she probably gave it the go ahead, but there she's got managers and lawyers and yeah, a whole team Scarlett of people. Scarlett Johansson's who, not suing. A, a yeah, business is it's, suing it's other a team business. Of people who Scarlett's off on a beat somewhere. Money. Yeah, I get you. She got hers, but um, her team. I stand by the idea that the end of phase five or phase six, when we get the end game equivalent movie, we're going to need some, our, our, our Avengers of five years from now need backup and somebody opens a time portal and out comes Thor, Cap and Iron Man. Mm-hmm. You know? That'd be amazing. Like that's our, our, our on your left is the OG guys. Yeah, they, they've, they've always got that in the back pocket, basically. Yeah. As long as amazing. Evans doesn't, Paul Walker into a tree. Fuck. I think the Russos are are going to do Secret Wars. Secret Wars was the kind of gladiator type stuff, was it? Beyonder and shit, isn't it? Well, Secret Wars not when they're all put on a planet fighting against each other. And that's where Spider Man first got the symbiote suit. I think so. Yes. Yeah. So I think they, I think they are going to do that. I think they will be back to do that. Today's on. Interesting, if correct, Brian, as you always Especially say. Especially because they're they're. They're setting it up. I mean, they mightn't be setting that exactly up, but they're, everything they're doing is making that storyline possible. But I don't think mm. we'll get it for a while yet. Not until after. They have a lot of stuff unannounced, basically, still, at the moment. Yeah. That we don't know what's going on. So, Pretty exciting stuff. Well, Kevin liked it. Brian liked it. Aiden, what was your opinion? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Hayley Atwell was big, so I'm into it. Big Atwell. Fair. I liked the action. I liked... I I liked the Hydra Stomper thing. Do you know what, though? He looked like... Um, is it Rusty? Big guy and Rusty? Big yeah. guy and Rusty, yeah. I get what you're saying, though. Like, it, it was very much her and him as opposed to just being her. But yes. Mm. It's some good moments. Yeah, that, um, that, like, see, I like Steve in it. Yeah, for sure. It was a nice addition. I thought I thought he looked cool and stuff, and like the the skinny Steve and all that kind of stuff. But I just it also they kind of went a bit too much on about dancing, and I kind of they did a bit. They they tried to hit on that you owe me a dance thing. Yes, and I kind of feel a few like, too many times. And I kind of feel like the tentacle monster coming out with the thing was fun, but didn't look the May West. And um, Iron Man's dad was great in it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think I, 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 just I think also it... on just that kind of point that Kev made about the tentacle thing. Like, I get that she can swing a sword harder than a regular person can swing a sword, but we saw this thing take out Red Skull in seconds, and she picks up a regular sword and is able to slice this thing up. That's a bit kind of. That doesn't work for me. I I I went into like it the, the idea same kind of like, like that's just a regular disliking three D as two D thing that you had. Um, but once it started moving and once the action kicked off, I was I just found that I had a grin on my face. I was watching it trying to like be critical, well not critical, but like to be analytical of the thing I was watching. And then I'm just like I'm just smiling, I'm enjoying it, and the the energy and the way they moved the characters like when she like we have never seen Steve Rogers plant his back foot and lean the shield into a truck and flip it yeah that seemed a bit like 
overpowered for what we've seen Cap do in the past. I think that's part of it as well, is that they don't want to make him too powerful. Cap? Yeah. Well, they made Captain Carter fairly freaking powerful, and the seeing her enjoy using the shield and using the strength and riding around on Hydra Stomper, jumping off the thing, crashing through a plane, coming out the other side. Like I, th- I thought these were really good, energetic notes sequences that were in character and great fun. And another another point. The whole time. Another point about the whole like release format is. I think it'd be way more impactful, like rather than us talking about it for six weeks or 10 weeks, like no, whatever the standout episode of this run of episodes is going to be, we're going to be watching it one at a time. And I think it's going to diminish the impact of it as opposed to if we were able to watch the entire run over two days and like when it gets to that standout episode we'll be talking about it in a much more enthusiastic and emphatic way whereas if, if we're fed this out week to week when we finally get to whatever the best episode of this is we'll be like oh god that was so cool and it'll have all these other ramifications but we're, we're going to be talking about it in a, in a kind of a minor way for 10 weeks I think it makes much more sense for us to be talking about it in a weekend going oh man that was like I, I was I was dying for the next episode. I got into it. I got really into the story. Are I, there 10 episodes? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I, they haven't even announced fully. And they, they've even cut some of them. There was a few of them were supposed to be in season one that they're putting in the second season instead. I'm not sure for what reason. But they've, they've, the episode is in the can and they're, they're saving it for the next season instead. But right. Nine I, I episodes the, apparently, guys. I get nine. I get the idea that they want people talking about something for two months, but I think it's way more impactful to have it all in in kind of one go. If people want to watch it week to week, that's fine. But I think whatever the high point of this is, will land so much better if we were watching it kind of all at once rather than you know, yeah, almost two months from now. Yeah, I know what I say. Like I, I kind of I don't necessarily mind the like episode of week thing old tv format is fine however um you know because i kind of there's a part when you say you're watching loki it ends in a cliffhanger like oh my god and it's a little bit more hits harder when you know you have to wait for another week to find out what happened next but with the likes of what if it's just like i was happy i liked it contained story finished just give me more now i know that kind of sounds weird but it's just like i actually yeah i agree with brian as in i, I think like yeah it would have well, been the, the storytelling nice so broad stroke because like they they had to just go here she is she's going to like this is going to be Steve Rogers he's going to be a kind of, oh nope now it's her okay well now she's wearing the suit and now there's action and now they've got the tesseract and now they made an Iron Man suit and now they've like they had to get through all of that stuff in thirty minutes and they had to do it very very broad stroked and when they wanted to try and create some sense of like emotional attachment they had to hit the word like you owe me a dance three to four times throughout the. Sh- the 30 minute period in order to just like hammer that concept home and if they're doing that if they're going to be that glib glib is the wrong word but if they're going to be that like um sweeping in the 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 points they're trying to make then i do think yeah like i can i get two of these you know because they feel very like 
cutscene throwaway, you know, like it's it's like waiting, you know, a week to watch a cartoon, basically, you know, a, a thirty-minute episode of a cartoon. It's just like, you know, yeah, th- there's not an urgency about it, really, you know. Yeah, and that is when we pause for a moment and go. We are watching kids' cartoons, complaining that the release schedule is a bit like watching a cartoon. <laughs> It's like watching a cartoon week to week. What, we do? Like, what is that about? <laughs> they say uh, men never grow up, and um, I think they are right. No one grows up. Not really, no. It's terrifying, isn't it? It's like I always perceive, I perceive some people as adults. You know, I don't necessarily perceive myself as an adult. I still think I'm like like that kind of, I don't think I've changed much since I was probably like late teens, early 20s. You know, and I perceive people as adults, and then I when I'm talking to them or something, and you find out they're the same age you are younger, and it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, you whether or not you've got intellectual control of your basest instincts, because people's basest behaviors are those of toddlers, mm. and you do see that in people when they're being their most tantrumy. You know, it's like, okay, you're being a child, right? And yeah, um, we do diminish to these instincts as well. Not me. That's off. That's off topic. Not you, really. Yep. When have I ever done that? Give me an example. When, when have you ever been childish? Yes. You did get a bit jealous when you found out I lived with a. I knew another McNamara before you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah, a bit well, just. But I'm just incredibly <laughs> protected over you. That's not necessarily childish. <laughs> Adults are capable of jealous jealousy emotions as well. It's immature. What was, what was the? Did um? I also don't like this. You said you, you, you said you had tall boy energy. In a chat earlier in the week. Yes. I've got big boy energy. I have big boy energy, yeah. Because you said... I mean... You, you, you likened me to Kevin Hart, but Kevin Hart has small boy energy, and I have big boy energy. Well, for me, it was the... It was the, you know... His the rapid re- response it, 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 thinking about what he said after. <laughs> it was the emphatic reaction followed up with a very, very quick apology and the... <laughs> The very earnest, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's a Kevin thing. It cracked me <laughs> up. Yeah, yes. Um, so what if next episode is Black Panther? I imagine Peter Quill, Black Panther. I don't know, actually. I don't know. Do you... I, like, I've seen some clips of like I Black think... Widow killing Iron Man. I saw some oh, stuff don't, stop, Thor. stop, stop. I don't, I don't watch trailers because I don't want them to be spoiled. I, I... We literally watched, we have a trailer section. Where? In this podcast. <laughs> Haven't heard of it. I'm okay. just saying. I don't do we, do we, we, we probably, work we, on the social media. We probably talked about it before, but I blank stuff out. Um, mm. Yeah, sometimes I'm concerned if I have real trauma. The only one I'm really aware of is Star, uh, Black Panther being Star-Lord in this, in this run-if run. You also definitely don't cast Jeffrey Wright just for a voice role unless you're going to bring him into a film. Who that? Who that? The Watcher, Jeffrey Wright. It is Jeffrey Wright, isn't it? Is that his name? Jeffrey... Westworld. Jeffrey... Westworld. Westworld. Yeah. Yeah, and the new Batman movie. Westworld, Batman, yeah, he... James oh. Bond. Oh, oh, oh yeah. He's uh, oh, Casino Royale, man. Yeah. yeah. Ah, the American... His surname's right, isn't it? Could be wrong. <laughs> anyway, you don't cast him for... Yeah, he's a big deal. A cartoon character, yeah. We've seen the Watchers in Guardian. We've seen Watchers, yeah. In a Stan Lee yeah. cameo. Are we go? And Stanley had no idea what the context of the scene. That's that's a kind of Thanosy kind of thing as well, where it's like, is that the version? Is that the rendition, physically, visibly, visual effects wise, of the Watcher that we're going to see? No, nah, we'll get a change. new one. 
and this this one is the like Uatu, the named one, whereas the other yeah. guys were just watchers. It was a gag, you know. But also, don't forget that Thanos' first appearance in the movies and stuff kind of looked a lot different. Yeah, completely. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. we have seen the James Gunn Watcher. Um, I I wonder if we're going to get the same sort of look or vibe off them, or are they going to be shot differently or moved differently? We've seen him at the start of the episode, don't we? Do we yep. see him? We get the sort of we get the silhouette across the okay. sky. That's sort of like, like Starfield thing that they do with Eternity and anyone else. Okay. Doesn't he? Doesn't he live on the dark side of the moon? Can't remember. I think so. Yeah. I think he lives on like I think he lives on the dark side of the moon, and Reed Richards goes up there a few times. Like he's very fantastic for tied in, if you mm-hmm. based on my understanding of him. Um. So. Comic book, or just we just talk about Marvel MCU stuff for a second. Uh, for a second, I mean, like, because um, I would classify you have kind of like the Earth, kind of urban stuff. You have the spacey space stuff, and then you have the kind of fantasy magic stuff. I was always into the urbany world stuff, more so than fantasy magic. And space, I'd probably be into the space stuff more than the fantasy magic stuff. I don't think I've read much fantasy magic stuff from Marvel. Hmm. What, 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 what I think I... the stuff with like the stuff with like Eternity and the Beyonder and Madame Web and that sort of like cosmicy reality shifting stuff, not so much for me. But like some of the space stuff and the fantasy stuff, like like especially like the Simonson run on Thor that was very much in the nine realms more so than on earth you know mm. um, that stuff see I would have I read a lot. I would have read in the mid to late 90s I would have read a lot of Avengers and a lot of that stuff was in space it was the Kree mm. Kree war stuff um, I think Captain Marvel the different Captain Marvel was in it um, mm. I can't think of the Bissemi Bissemi I think was but it was it was it Basima, Basima. But I don't think he it wasn't John Basima, right? Drawn it. Is it another Basima? I can't remember. Anyways, yeah, I just I, I would have. George Perez was drawn a lot. George Perez, Perez, it? Perez. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Alan yeah. Davis did a bit of it as well, I think. But um, maybe a a little bit of it. But I would have read a lot of that stuff, you know. So I kind of mm. that, like, my exposure to that stuff, I guess, was was kind of like the Avengers and space and things so when they're kind of moving towards a lot of that stuff it looks like a little bit yeah I think so yeah yeah, yeah that's fair yeah so I oh, know what's going on oh that's a great great shift in conversation you're welcome um, we had our first leak image of the Moon Knight costume and it's kind of close enough in production at this point that like that could be real I think I, I, think I don't it, like it I think it's real uh, but like i I don't think I think there's very few. You don't think it's treated. Yeah, I think there's very few costumes in the MCU, excluding Netflix stuff, but pretty much every costume has CG in some uh, shape uh, or yeah, form. Yeah, an element of post. Yeah, yeah, they they tighten everything up. There's a lot of post on, and we're not seeing that on this. I think it'll but, look. I think it'll okay, look better. I, I think it looks very like a lot of like. There's a bit of Jupiter's legacy foaminess to yeah. everything, you know. Everything's just a bit too thick yeah. and shaped, and I oh, just I like too much thick. thickness. Like the the, the very very much the thickness of the hood. Oh, say thickness again. 
I just the Shalvi costume on Moon Knight is so simple. You know, it was such a cleaner, simpler look, like the black unitard element with the white offsets. The only... I think Ethan Hawke is playing a bad guy in the show. I think he's going to play Midnight, but or maybe mm. he's not actually. No, someone else cast as Midnight. I just want to say something quickly though about the Midnight costume. Is there? I think there is an element of post in it. I actually would say that there's a chance that it's not Moonlight. I think it might be Kashnu, Kanshu, Kanshu. Yeah, but Kanshu, hmm, could be Visions. Uh, any representation of Kanshu I've seen hasn't been that costume. It's been more the sort of Egyptian carvings or the. The Shalvi skull guy in the suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know. I'm just thinking, like, kind of, it could be some sort of visiony thing. I don't know because of the glowy eyes and things. Mm. But um, see, that's the thing. That image looks like a post-production shot. You know, there's a lot of shadow and, like, I know there's blur from the whoever took a shaky photo, but like, it looks kind of posty. But I think uh, I think it looks cool, anyways. To be honest, um, but I'm I'm pretty easy. It does look. It does look a bit nineties yeah. spawn. You sh- you shut you shut your fucking mouth. That's it. That's it. That's the fucking. That's what it reminds you. Reference. Of. Yeah. That's the reference. Yeah. Shut shut your dishwasher, and I'll close your mouth for you. I also heard that I, they're going to change Kamala Khan's powers. Well, she's stretchy, right? Yeah. They're changing. Yeah, see, that's powers. a hard one to do and make look well. Instead, it's going to be like. Um, strength I think it's going to be like that character I think armor from the X-Men or something is it going to be an outward projection of so essentially like it's similar things in that you know like scaled up but instead of it being her limbs stretching it'll be a an energy projection of her I mean body. I don't know I, I'm just like I just make it like give me more I'm happy just cool 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 yeah. yeah, pretty much like and then like, you know, if if we do make a episode about these things and we're a little bit harsh or critical, it's like at the end of the day it's just like, oh god, like don't don't take what I say seriously. Just please make more. You know <laughs> Don't stop because of me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know what I mean? Like, I, don't know like I, love it. I, lo- I love it all. I love it all. Keep doing it. You know, great. Great, great, great. Did you see they've announced the main cast for the Avatar live action? I did. Very interesting. Hard to top the first one, though. We'll see. Definitely, definitely a step up from the film. That's Netflix is doing that, right? Netflix. There's a, yes. few, there's a few of those shows that we haven't heard a bit from. Like I haven't heard anything from the Bebop show in a while. The what? The uh, what? Show? Last oh, two Bebop. things I heard about that were Cho broke his ankle, and then they had to yeah, stop. Yeah, that was two days into because production. of COVID. Uh, yeah. Yeah, COVID's just kind of knocked a knocked a lot of these things. Uh, off schedule for a while, I guess, you know. We thought we had a bad with the writer strike. I know. Mm. This is Who, so much worse. The worst thing that happened in the writer strike was Heroes got shit, <laughs> but your Heroes was probably gonna be shit anyways. You know what's frustrating as well though is all this shit's made. They're just holding back. You know? Mm-hmm. Like just release release the stuff on its schedule. But you don't have to release Venom too, don't worry about it. That's been delayed. Yeah. I know again, yeah. Venom two has been delayed yeah. again, it's October. Wait, the letter be, it was supposed to be when? September. And they've pushed it to October. Do you remember? It was meant to be September. It's a great song. Okay, so we we've talked we've talked about what if and basically we're going to watch what if for the next 10 10 weeks. There's no way we're not watching episodes of what if. I don't suppose we want to hold off and binge it. I don't suppose that Brian would skip 8 weeks of it. I mean, I could. <laughs> 
nah, equally reactive nah, with this I'm, stuff as well. I'm gonna watch it every week. I, I you know I could skip it and watch I it all. I quit any time I want. I could quit any time. You just watch <laughs> me Disney. You tell your friend to cancel his Disney sub- subscription. <laughs> it's my sister's actually. So we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch the next episode of What If for next yes. week. Yes. Is there anything else we should watch between here and next week? I feel like we we've got a little bit of a lull and and these half hours aren't particularly substantive I have a suggestion but I don't know when's Dune coming out Dune is like November I think oh, fuck. I was going to say we could watch the first Dune we could watch the first Dune I've Ninja's not Dune. seen it yeah uh, interesting have you seen it a uh, long time ago yeah it's not good yeah I love okay. David Lynch <laughs> I know poor but, David. but maybe that but maybe that's you know that's not a reason to not talk about it you can absolutely love David Lynch and shit all over this movie because he completely he he disavows any involvement with it you know what just kind of tangentially there in terms of which did it when dune's coming out sorry david's and films films disavowed by david's connecting me to um aliens was added to disney plus last week and i watched it i haven't seen it in a long time and i don't think it has held up particularly well Lots aliens. to like about it. Aliens, yeah. It's kind of fucking boring. Um, I can see why it was a big James hit Cameron's at the aliens. time. There's a lot of cool yeah. production design in it. Cinematography is really nice. I remember the first time I saw it, like I, I was too young to be watching it. And one of my friend's older brothers had been talking about it a lot. And then we ended up watching it. And I remember as a kid being super bored at the start. 30 minutes into it, not a lot has happened. And then when stuff eventually does happen, it's just kind of, you know, I, I kind of had a thought when watching it in that it was 1986, I think. And I can see why people loved it because like I said, visually it's great. The animatronics and stuff, production design, lots of cool stuff in there. I think the reason why a lot of follow-up films to Alien haven't been good is that this was very much the template for like a bunch of army guys being fodder for some kind of threat space marines and so many things have tried to copy exactly that format and the reason they haven't been that good is because the original doesn't even hold up that well because the action is kind of boring it's just them getting taken out in dark tunnels like it looks like one of the kind of experiences that they went on to create at the the theme parks and stuff it's just a lot of smoke it's a lot of corridors doesn't really look great it's not that exciting um like the stuff that people remember they remember um but i sorry i I will say so base marines with like the 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 big um, rig the fly cam guns you know like they remember you warming up for that yeah there's a lot of dark tunnels game over man yeah automated guns yeah like it, it it doesn't really hold up as a film i think but i will say by the end of it um just that whole part with Ripley going back to save Newt is great. It's very exciting. Mm. The fact that she kind of, yeah. you know, and, and the, the alien queen is so fucking good. Stuff on it, the ship. And then back on the ship, yeah. Um, yeah. That's all great, but there's a lot of fat in the middle. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just interesting that I was kind of excited to watch it. And I remember, like I said, my initial thought as a kid was being bored and then liking it by the end. And... um that kind of hasn't changed it's very slow it's kind of boring not a lot happens 
really cool production design power loader cool alien queen cool rescue at the end very cool but all that comes before it i know it's a bit of a tangent there but just on the subject of no it's it's a it's a valid observation i mean i guess we weren't really talking about aliens but like yeah. it's a valid observation it's like the stuff that it's like a lot of cartoons that you go back and like go back and watch Thundercats. It's like oh, it God, doesn't yeah. hold up. The yeah. opening credits were good, but like but, we but remember the, the, the is, highlights I, that really stuck out. I think we all know that Thundercats doesn't hold up. I think a lot of people probably think Aliens is still great, and I, I don't think it does. Yeah, because I think I, I think Predator mostly holds up. Predator is still quite good. Um, you know, in terms of. You know, there's a lot of similarity between those two films. Yeah, I, I think a lot of what people liked about Aliens is like there's so so much of the special effects in it were really groundbreaking at the time. I think mm-hmm. I think I think it survived on that. But, but it, is is that then is that Cameron's legacy? Because the same thing can be said of Avatar. Yeah. The same. Th- I mean, Titanic as well to a degree. I guess there's a stronger story in Titanic, but like. It's three hours long. I don't ever want to watch it again. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, th- this was an earlier film as well, so he's still kind of learning a craft in terms of telling a story. Yeah. Um, Terminator 2. I always think Terminator 2, after the the LA River stuff, I get bored Me too. for a yep. while. Me too. I get bored for a long while. Yeah, it's just interesting. I, I, think, I think a lot of his films have been successful because of groundbreaking effects with some iconic moments but kind of a lot of fat in the middle in a lot of stuff but yeah i was also thinking like i think the reason we haven't really seen a good alien follow-up is that it's it's very much trying to follow that that template in that bunch of people go in shit it's the fan and then it's kind of chaos and it's just not that interesting kind of boring so, should we decide here and now what we're going to watch for next week? I think we should have a think, because I think we'll probably just, if we pick something now, we'll probably just, you know, pick the first thing that Definitely. comes into our head, yeah. Whereas I think mm. if we have a think about it today, we can... I do think that, like, Kevin's suggestion that we watch Dune is a good one. Mm-hmm. Kevin's suggestion that we watch Dune closer to the release of Dune is not what I want to do. Because I don't want to roll straight into seeing a Dune movie from seeing a Dune movie. I want to get some distance between the experience of it. Because I think comparing the two things will just bother me if I've seen it a week before. You know what I mean? Kev, can I ask, did you suggest this just because we were talking about Schmigadoon earlier and it's in your head? No. Okay. You're not that susceptible and impressionable. No, that's or are of, you? That, <laughs> that's that, what it that, is. That, that's <laughs> okay. what it is. Speak of Dune, Dune. Yeah, it happened. Okay. Yeah, I did. I did download the audiobook uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, started listening, but I was just like, oh, I'll hold off or whatever. Um, but yes. But that see, that's the thing. Remind. Now you're talking about listening to the audiobook, watching the David Lynch movie, and then seeing the film, and you're going to be like, I don't care by the time you get to the film. Um, you don't no, I'm pretty that. Up, I'm pretty obsessive. I know that. He's pretty predictable. I'm I'm pretty obsessive too, though. Yeah. But I do burn out fast. Hmm. I can't get over the fact that the protagonist's name is Paul. 
I know, it's so weird. So weird. Even though it's no weirder than like Adam, you know, but for some reason Adam's kind of a cool name, but you know, they're both kind of biblical, but Adam's kind of, Adam's kind of cool. Paul is. Why is Adam kind of cool? Uh, It's not as common as Paul. Garden of Eden, there's there's a lot more. It's kind of, it's, there's a mysticism and a kind of esoteric thing to it. Whereas Paul is a prophet. An apostle? Wasn't he an apostle? An apostle? He's an apostle, yeah. He was one of the apostles, but he was a persecutor of Jesus and the Jews, I think. And then he had a, a conversion on the road to Damascus. So he was... And that's just less cool than Adam being in a space garden. Also, Paul Potts. Eating. But but the, the parallel concept, if I, I, I haven't seen Dune, I don't know what the fucking thing is, but if we're paralleling a concept, we have somebody that's supposed to believe and doesn't believe and, and is made to and becomes zealotous or zealous you know so there's a yeah but his name's still journey. Paul Paul in space I'm not buying it a Paul <laughs> in space get out of here I mean we're all in space Brian oh my god yeah every Paul I know is in space 